Welcome to the Posture Strength and Mobility Podcast. I'm Isaac Osborne, and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks, hacks, interesting musings, and much more in short, digestible episodes. To learn more about how you can improve your posture, strength, and mobility, check out the show notes for links. Onward with the show. Welcome to episode 20, Elbow and Wrist Pain. In this episode, I'm going to go over the most common shoulder positions with elbow and, ri- elbow and wrist pain. Also, I have some corrective strategies for you on how to deal with this. What we want to think about when there's elbow and wrist pain is, in particular, we want to think about these three joints. We have the wrist joint, the elbow joint, and the shoulder joint, and how all three of these joints are relating to each other. Rounded shoulders are probably the majority of the time that you have elbow and wrist pain. And there's two types of positions that you can have rounded shoulders in. A rounded shoulder, you can have a flexed spine. So if I flex my spine this way, and then you have a rounded shoulder here, the shoulder blade comes off the back and forward more onto the front. Now, watch what happens. I'm going to keep my shoulders in the same position. However, what I'm going to do is I'm going to push my rib cage forward like this, and my shoulder is still is still rounded in this position. I didn't take my shoulder up and back. And you can have a rib cage being pushed forward and still have a rounded shoulder. In fact, a lot of people that have this type of position, which I call the hyperextended spine, because you're actually pushing the rib cage forward. And what you're doing is you're not extending the you're not extending the ribs properly. You're getting a hyperextension here at T12, L1, L2, and, and possibly even uh, T11. So you, you're hyperextending your spine like this, and what happens is the pecs really drive down and get that round in here, and all this tissue gets really, really short. The clavicle gets the clavicle even rounds forward and gets pulled down on top of the rib cage. This can be exasperated by if you're pushing forward and you're really tightening and and pulling your your ribs in here in the front in the rib cage and getting a lot of ab contraction so you get this pulling down the rib cage with the pushing forward at the same time all these muscles get really really tight so you can have a rounded shoulder in this position or in this hyperflexed position of the rib cage either one shoulder is rounded a good way to tell is if the shoulder position, if there's a lot of distance between the uh, spinous processes of the vertebra and the shoulder blade itself. Now, of course, you can have this position as well, where you're really pinching the shoulder blades back. And yes, this area isn't as tight, but it's definitely tight. And But either one, what you'll typically see with elbow and wrist pain is a lot of internal rotation in this bone here, the humerus. A lot of internal rotation here. And also when you look back like this, look at my elbow, it slightly bends because my shoulder is here. It's it's a little bit more straight in this position. Whereas I pull back, I'm pulling my elbow back and pulling my shoulder blades back and I'm holding this forward or I'm holding it here. My, My elbow bends or if I hyperextend the spine here and, and hold it here, then again, I get another bend at the elbow. So this combination of internal rotation of this bone, the humerus, and then an elbow bend here with the elbow in this slightly flexed position. And regardless if you're pulling it back, all these positions 
create tension along the, the humerus bone here, the internal rotation, tension along the elbow joint itself, and into the wrist. Now, how does it translate into the wrist? That's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked. With these two bones, the ulna and the radius. And the ulna and the radius, uh, what's interesting about the ulna and the radius is the ulna is the only one that connects to, I mean, it connects, the radius connects to this bone here. However, it's it, the radius really sits on top of the ulna. Yes, there's ligamentation that connects onto, onto the uh, humerus bone, however, but it's much more in this, this joint here where the ulna and the humerus connect. Now, when you have this chronically internally rotated humerus bone and a chronically flexed position, what ends up happening is you get over, over contraction in brachioradialis, uh, brachioradialis muscle. You also get some contraction and twisting in the bicep muscle as well. Then you're also going to get, by pulling back a little bit, you get a little bit of teres mi uh, major. You also get subscapularis going and a few other muscles of, of, of uh, the flexors and the extensors of the forearm. Now what happens is, what can happen is the radius bone can actually, by because part of the, the tendon of the bicep connects to the radius. And when that bone pulls up, it actually compresses into, into the ulna. So it can compress into the ulna bone right here. So a, a lot of times that happens. Once that internal rotation is there and people are, are placing their hand here, you can see if I twist this, it becomes, it folds more. Like for instance, if I, if I go with the palm up here, the spacing between these two bones is a lot narrow compared to the spacing there compared to there. Right, so I have a bigger spacing with the wrist joint and the ulna spaced like this, as opposed to like this. So if it's being pulled out this way and pulled up and flexed at the same time, there's a lot of pressure going on in the elbow joint. And then what happens at that point, then you get more of a compression in these two bones, the radius and the ulna at the lower ends, and it compresses the, uh, the wrist, and then you'll get a torquing of the wrist like so, where it throws off the wrist joint. You'll see a lot of times with people, this bone here, the ulna, when they have a lot of tension in the wrist or it's really torqued in the arm, that bone will pop up more right here. So right at the wrist, that bone pops up even more when someone's when someone's you know, dealing with carpal tunnel syndrome, thoracic outlet syndrome, or wrist pain or elbow pain, it gets really torqued in the radius and ulna by having this rounding and then the shift of the, the humerus bone coming back and then these two bones getting torqued and twisted then affecting the wrist. So it's bump, 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 chain reaction all the way down. Now, the other, th the other thing that can happen is is in that when that's in that flex position, I can shear this this joint back and forth. This is its normal range of motion like this, right? That's how that joint should work like so. But every joint has a shearing aspect to it. And what happens uh, a lot of time with that rounding forward position, as someone rounds their forward here, like the shoulder forward here, either uh, hyperextended rib cage or hyperflexed rib cage, what happens is that the elbow bend tends to create this shearing of their elbow in this direction. 
it shears out to the side. There should be play in the, in the elbow joint. Not a lot of play, but there should be some play in there. So I'll check someone's elbow when I'm working on somebody and doing some body work on them, and I'll check the difference between how their elbow translates back and forth. And every time I see someone with wrist pain or wrist issues and compression issues or elbow issues, there's not that much play in the elbow joint going basically towards the midline of the body. If the palm was up, then and the arm is in this position, there's not a huge amount of play going coming back. Even if the even if the palm isn't up and you, you work with that ulna to, to figure out that translation in there, there's not much. So restoring that type of translation in that area, if you can work with triceps and stuff back here in the back of the arm to, to help restore that, and we're going to do a little bit of that in here in a little bit. However, the main thing is really getting the rib cage position, the shoulder position, and the elbow positions all lining up so that the arm basically just hangs. You want the arm to hang from the shoulder. You want to, the, the shoulder should basically hang off the rib cage. The more that's happening, the more the elbow is going to open up. These muscles are going to relax. There's less compression on the joint itself. Can pelvic position, the pelvis down here, influence what's going on in the arm and wrist and elbow position? And absolutely it can. One of the direct relationships of pelvis position that can affect the the shoulder and the humerus position is the lat muscle and if i take my pelvis and i rotate my pelvis in this direction or this direction it changes how the this large muscle the lat comes up and attaches to the humerus bone and depending on what the shoulder position it's going to mess with how the, the humerus bone is going into the socket of the shoulder joint. So it can, it can definitely pull down on the humerus bone and slightly dislocate it, internally rotate it. And if it's pulling down, then it's going to affect this whole chain reaction down the line. Now, pelvic rotation is a factor that you have to look at when doing work with the shoulder to get the shoulder in the right position and also get the arm into the right position. And this is why I have my online program where I can take you through corrective exercises that are more aligned to what's going on in your body. I get this all the time. People ask me, oh, oh, how do I do this? How do I do this? It's progressive sequences that allow you to change pelvic rotation, change rib cage rotation, change the shoulder stability mechanics. And there's a lot of exercises that do this all in one and shorter sequences. And this is what I have in my online programs. You can send me photos of yourself and some video of yourself, and then I can basically suggest certain videos to do. That's how my online program works with, with uh, my corrective exercise posture stability uh, program. Also, we have uh, integrator protocols for this as well. Okay, so I'm gonna show you now a couple things that you can do in the meantime to release this shoulder tension and release this rounding of the shoulders so that you can potentially get some relief in the elbow or the wrist joints themselves. Here's a corrective exercise that is good for reducing the internal rotation of the humerus bone, lengthening your lats, and 
uh, opening up your upper spine just a little bit. Okay, so what you're gonna do, you need a chair. You're gonna kneel in front of a chair like, like this. You're gonna place your elbows on the chair and then rest your forehead on the chair like this. Now, what will happen is, if you bring your arms in this position, and if you're close enough, your back is rounded. What you don't want is, you don't wanna really let the, the chest drop like this, because then you won't lengthen the lats appropriately. So bring the knees close, get to this position. Now this might be a really big stretch for some people and some people it may not feel like there's too much going on. Now what you're going to have to do here is I'm taking my elbow, both elbows at the same time, and I'm going to slide them on the chair towards the back of the chair. So what happens is my shoulders go up towards my ears. And if you, when you do that, you can kind of tuck the tail and press your hips back towards your heels. And when you do that, you'll feel the lat stretch a little bit more, especially if your lats are really tight. Then what you do is you take your biceps and you isometrically contract your biceps while you're in this position. The biceps will naturally be an antagonist towards the lat. And if you contract those biceps and hold this position, you'll feel a pretty good stretch in the lats. And at the same time, what that's doing by having the hands in this position, if you try to separate your hands as you contract those biceps, then you're getting that external rotation to happen in both arms at the same time. So that's a great way to start opening up the shoulder and open up the clavicle because when you're bringing your arm over your head and you're getting that elevation in the shoulder blade, you're also decompressing the clavicle, which is going to bring that rounding of the clavicle back and open up the arm for your shoulder to your whole arm to sit better in the shoulder joint. Also in that position, it helps decompress the ribs a little bit while you're in there. Just try not to really bore down into a core flexion movement while you're doing that. Don't don't really tighten up the abs. Try to let the rib cage open and of course breathe while you're in that position. One of the muscles that we want to release is a muscle called subscapularis. Subscapularis is an internal rotator rotator cuff muscle and it lies on the front of the shoulder blade. So you have to access it basically from the armpit or the back side of the armpit. Releasing subscapularis. Hold the integrator in your right hand, use the fork attachment, turn it on to a low speed of like one. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna have your arm out to the side. Try to have it about a 90 degree. Don't have the arm up above, have it about a 90 degrees out from the shoulder. Then. What you want to do is you want to find the, the backside of the armpit here. Then you place, in this case, uh, I'm actually going to turn the, the attachment so that it is uh, facing that way. So if I hold it vertically, it's at a, at a horizontal. Then I, I bring one side of, of it onto the inside of my armpit on the backside of my armpit. Then I hold it there. And while I hold it there, I'm taking my, my left hand and taking my left hand and then I'm bringing my left hand down, my palm down, touch the ground, and then my palm towards the ceiling and then down towards the ground and then up towards the ceiling. So I, I'm going back and forth in this motion. And what that's doing is that's, that's slightly contracting the muscle, then opening the muscle. So if I'm just lightly holding that, the vibration and the drag from the, the attachment head 
is dragging the, the connective tissue back and forth as I rotate my palm down and then back up. You can also just hold it there and just relax. Don't press straight into the armpit. Just go down at an angle so you're kind of pressing more towards the floor. Doesn't have to be a lot of pressure. The let the vibration do its job. The vibration is going to help the muscle relax. And you can get movement into that area and in the, into the connective tissue in the myofascia by bringing your palm down and then back up, palm down and then back up again. The next spot that you would like that you would want to release is actually in the tricep. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your arm, bend your arm, and again my I'm going to release my left arm. I'm going to place my left hand, my fingers pointing up, and touching the floor. Then. As I get in this space, I take that fork attachment and I run back behind the elbow on the humerus up and down here. And look for spots that might be a little bit more sore than others. Go in and out, back and forth along the humerus, out to the outside, and then back in to the inner, inner part of the arm here. You want to stay up high in this position to really get the lower portion of that of that muscle to release. Stay as close as you can to the elbow without you go too much on the elbow is gonna it's gonna go onto the bone. Obviously avoid that and just release this area like so. And that will help change that internal rotation in the arm, give you a little stretch in the in the in the tricep and uh, open up the elbow a little bit more. All right, that's today's episode. Let me know what you think in the comments and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a positive review so others may find it and get help too. Check out the show notes for links on how to win a mini integrator massage gun, posture strength and mobility classes that focus on corrective exercises, or self myofascial release protocols for neck pain, back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, and much more with my massage gun, The Integrator. Until next time, keep exploring your body and stay curious. Stay curious.